Suddenly, a hand clamped down on her shoulder. Startled, she quickly turned and found herself face to face with a member of the crew, one Mr. Joshamy Gibbs. He was an older man whose appearance seemed like a record of all the places he'd sailed to and the things he'd done and seen. His face was wrinkled and weather-worn, and his hair was as grey as a stormy sea. As he leaned close to Elizabeth, she could smell the strong scent of the sea on his skin and clothes. Quiet, messy, he snarled. Then lowering his own voice, he added, Cursed pirates sail these waters. Do you want to call them down on us? Elizabeth opened her mouth to respond, but before she could, a commanding voice called out, Mr. Gibbs, that will do. Striding over to Elizabeth and Mr. Gibbs, Lieutenant Norrington came to a stop and glared down at the older seaman. Outfitted in the uniform of the Royal Navy, with a wig of shocking white hair below his hat, Norrington cut a striking figure. He had been ordered to accompany Governor Swan and his daughter to Port Royal, and to Norrington that duty included keeping old, superstitious sailors away from his young charge. Following close behind Norrington was Governor Weatherby Swan, Elizabeth's father. He wore the white, curly wig of a political figure, and while he looked uneasy aboard the swaying ship, he still carried himself as befit his high status. But the presence of neither Norrington nor the governor was enough to stop Gibbs from speaking his mind. She was singing about pirates, he argued. Bad luck to sing about pirates, with us mired in this unnatural fog. Mark my words. Consider them marked, Norrington responded in his clipped British accent. Now on your way. He continued to glare at Gibbs, waiting for the sailor to leave. Finally, Gibbs shrugged and turned to go, but not before muttering, bad luck to have a woman on board, even a miniature one. Elizabeth didn't seem to notice the remark. Her mind was still reeling from what Gibbs had said earlier. Cursed pirates roamed these waters. I think it will be rather exciting to meet a pirate, she said dreamily. Think again, Miss Swan, Norrington replied pointedly. Vile and dissolute creatures, the lot of them. From his spot behind the lieutenant, Governor Swan sighed. How was Elizabeth to be a proper member of Port Royal Society if she remained obsessed with pirates and legends of the sea? Elizabeth, he said, wouldn't it be wonderful if we comport ourselves as befits our class and station? Yes, father, she replied dutifully. But as she turned back to gaze over the bow's rail and out to sea, she added, But I still think it would be exciting to meet a pirate. Her voice broke off as she imagined what it would be like. Would he be kind? Most undoubtedly not. In all likelihood, he would be mysterious and threatening and... Suddenly Elizabeth was distracted by a movement through the fog. Something appeared to be floating out on the water. The shadow was faint and seemed to sway back and forth along the top of the waves, almost as if it were dancing on the swells. Slowly it came closer. Elizabeth noticed a spot of colour, and as it finally broke free of the mist, she gasped. It was a parasol. Elizabeth watched as it slowly came closer and closer, drifting toward the dauntless before gently bumping into the hull. Elizabeth could not believe her eyes. A parasol? In the middle of the sea? It just did not seem right. As she gazed down at the fragile item, another much larger item floated into view. It looked like something heavy and lifeless lying on top of a large piece of flotsam. Elizabeth leaned over the rail and squinted to get a closer look. 
Then she realized just what it was. Look, she cried, there's a boy in the water. Elizabeth's cries brought Norrington, her father, and most of the crew running to the rail. Murmurs and shouts rose up as they caught sight of the boy lying on his back on a small piece of wreckage. Fetch a hook, haul him out of there, Norrington ordered. The sailors, who had been looking overboard, leaped into action. Swinging one of the Dauntless's hooks out over the rail, they lowered it down and quickly hauled the unconscious boy aboard. When he was safely on deck, Norrington leaned over to examine him. He's still breathing, the captain declared.